The John Morris Show, episode 83. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Hey there, my name's John Morris. I'm a former U.S. Army veteran turned freelance web developer. And my goal for you at this podcast is twofold. First, I want to help you learn how to code. Second, I want to help you turn that code into a full-time living. Because if you're like me, what you want is the freedom, the satisfaction, and the income that you get from being a high-profile web developer. So if that's you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube so you never miss an episode. You can find all my past episodes and get subscribed at johnmorrisonline.com slash johnmorrisshow. Also, as you get value from the show, consider becoming a supporting listener on Patreon because you'll help keep the show free for everyone and you'll get access to exclusive courses, source code, and Q&A sessions available only to supporting listeners. Visit johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, to become a supporting listener. All right, let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the John Morris Show, johnmorrisonline.com. This episode, I'm going to be walking through some of the things that I've learned in the last eight years and discuss how I've been able to get over 2.7 million views of my videos on YouTube and earn 28,302 subscribers as of today to my YouTube channel. And most importantly, what you can do to build a YouTube channel like this that becomes a powerhouse for your online business or career and ultimately leads to you getting more freelance web development, web design work. All right, so if that's something that you're interested in, and I highly recommend you sticking around for this episode. So this all came up because I guess this week is my eight-week anniversary slash birthday. I don't really know what we call that, but it's my, or not my eight-week, my eight-year anniversary of being on YouTube. And someone had actually commented on my channel and said, happy eight-year birthday or whatever. And it was funny because it took me back kind of to the time when I first started out. Now, I'm going to guess that you probably, this isn't something that you've gleaned from listening to the episodes or anything. But when I first started out, what actually happened, how this whole YouTube thing started was really a fluke. Because it was, I guess, eight years ago. And I put up a couple coding tutorials on YouTube and it was it was really like kind of like a four part series I think it was the first videos that I did on building a website using HTML, CSS, PHP, etc. So I'd put up you know I think it was three or four videos on this and in my mind <laughs> again this will show you how naive I was and and I'll talk about this and as we get into this but in my mind I thought they were really good tutorials and they were good tutorials and I was thinking oh maybe they'll go viral and I'll get a bunch of views and I can you know become a YouTuber that that was the whole thing you know I, that 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 was what I was trying to do well if you've ever put anything on YouTube the you know how that turned out especially coding tutorials I don't know why in my head I thought 
coding tutorials were going to go viral, but I sure did. And of course, they didn't. And so I immediately was discouraged by that. I think I got maybe 10 or 20 views initially on the videos. I was discouraged by that and I just, I stopped. I didn't make any more videos. And I didn't make any more videos for about, I don't know, two years, a year, two years, something like it was a long time. I didn't really put anything else on YouTube. And then one day I kind of started noticing, or it was over a little period of time, I started noticing that I was getting all these notifications on my phone of comments on my YouTube videos. And because I was like discouraged by it and had kind of given up on it, I really didn't answer. Uh, I had received, you know, comments here and there throughout the year or two that I was on there. But I really didn't answer them or pay attention to it. I never went to my channel because I just was like, ah, it didn't go viral, whatever, I'm moving on. Right. Well, I started noticing that I was getting more and more of these. So I finally decided, okay, what is going on? So I went over there and checked them out. And suddenly my you know, one of the videos, the very first one in the series, had gone from, you know, fifty views to now it was like at ten thousand or twenty thousand or something like that. It all of a sudden had a ton of views. And I noticed the other videos were getting a ton of views as well. And I just, I was like, what in the world is going on? What happened? I didn't do anything to really promote these. I put them out on like Facebook and so forth when I first started. And then I just left it go. But all of a sudden they were, they were gaining traction and, and my YouTube channel had gotten, you know, was now getting several thousand views per month of my videos. And so what I, after some research, what I realized is that the videos had got indexed by Google and they were ranking on some keyword terms and they were ranking pretty high. And so people were clicking view through and viewing them. And that was really the turning point for me because it taught me a lesson about patience and persistence when it comes to YouTube and, and really everything and about planting a seed that you then nurture and you can grow over time to become something that is very, very valuable for you. And so this has been ever since that, that point, this has really been my approach. And so what I'm going to talk about today is really along that, those lines. Now, again, the numbers we talk about here, you know, you've probably seen the big YouTube channels that have millions and millions of subscribers and views and so forth. That's not, you know, I'm obviously not in that realm um, but I also do coding tutorials. I don't do comedy. I don't do politics, uh, things that have a broader mass appeal. As much as technology is big these days and so forth, coding itself and programming, especially specifically PHP, MySQL, HTML, that web development is still a fairly unique, obscure kind of niche. There's not majorities of people that are searching for that kind of thing. So all the numbers here are relatively speaking. But Again, 2.7 million views of my videos, 28,000 subscribers. I get about 130, 140 video views each and every month. And that's been growing from that initial couple thousand to 13,000 to 39,000 to 100,000 to now 140,000. And it's really been fairly consistent over the last four or five years as I've now taken YouTube more seriously and spent really my major focus is YouTube. So I want to talk about what I what I've learned in that time. Now, I just published an article on Patreon where I revealed 
the three biggest lessons I've learned in the last eight years and how you can use them to build a YouTube channel just like mine. And those are really the three things that I, they're, they're the three thing, biggest things I think about. There's some smaller things that I pay attention to, but when it comes to my YouTube channel, these are the three things that I think about and put all my time and energy into doing and figuring out. So again, if you want to know, you know, how to, or, or what I'm doing to build my YouTube channel, then consider going over there, johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. The article is available for all patronage levels. So if you support the channel, even just a dollar a month, then you can get access to that article. But I want to cover one of those here real quick. And I want to cover this one because it's the one that I think is so misleading that's out there. It's the biggest myth that I see from my experience. And that's really all I can speak to, right? But from my experience that people are telling you to do when it comes to YouTube that I don't think is, uh, I don't think it, it it's as big of a deal as they make it out to be. So the very first one the very, of those three lessons that I've learned is quantity over quality. <laughs> now, I know as soon as I say that, that the YouTube gods are raining down fire and lightning from above on me uh, for saying it. And, you know, all the haters are coming out of the woodwork to tell me why I'm wrong and this, that, or the other. But, you know, my job is not to make those people happy. It's not to tell them what they want to hear. It's not to regurgitate Google talking points. It's not to make the know-it-alls like me. My job is to tell the truth as I see it. And to me, this is fact. Now, I want to I want to say this. Quality does matter, okay? I'm not saying quality doesn't matter. It's just like when I talk about the quality of your code is not the thing that is going to make clients jump up and down about you. That's not because the quality doesn't matter. The quality does matter. It's just not the thing that they really pay attention to or care about because they don't know anything about what quality code would look like. They just know how the product works. Okay, so it's the same idea here. Quality matters, but it's not the thing that's going to get you where you want to go. So it's not the thing that when you're first starting out, again, you should pay attention to it, but the it, it's not as big of a factor as people make it out to be. So the way I look at it is there's really a quality threshold. And when I talk about quality, I talk about three things specifically that I think about. One is the informational quality. How good is the information? Right? How how well will it help people get results if they actually use it? So the informational quality. The second is the entertainment quality. Is it entertaining? This is something I struggle with because A, I talk about coding tutorials, but B, I'm naturally a more informational type person. But you do have to try and insert some entertainment quality into what you do. You don't have to be jumping around on a clown suit, but you do have to be engaging and be exciting to listen to and and not just be a bore. And so that can be hard for a lot of people, but that's the second thing is entertainment quality. And then the third one is just production quality. How good is the video, the audio, et cetera? Is it a pain to watch? Now, let me give you a little side like hint here or secret here. A lot of people, when they get on YouTube, they focus primarily on production quality and think that's going to be the thing that gets them where they want to go. It's the least important of the three. 
the most important thing about production quality is the audio quality. I, I mean, look at here. I'm not even recording video on YouTube. And I get people who say stuff about that, but there's still people who listen and still people who watch because of the other two. Okay, so it's the other two that really matter. And the way I think about doing it is, is I want to have a good topic of and a good, um, you know, a good piece of content or a good, you know, a, a, a good process that I or insight that I want to teach people at the core of what I'm doing. But then I want to figure out how to wrap some entertainment around that. Okay, again, it's not jumping up and down. It's just about telling a story, you know, being exciting, being engaging when you talk so that you're not just a bore to listen to. So the core is good quality information, insights, processes, etc., wrapped with a little bit of entertainment. And then I use the uh, the setup in terms of my microphone and, and the way I edit and so forth is where the production quality comes into. So that takes a little bit of time. But that's that's how you create quality. But again, it's not as big of a factor as people make it out to be. You need to hit a certain threshold of each one of these, information, entertainment, and production quality. But once you hit that threshold, more is not necessarily better. Now, again, for all the haters, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't focus on getting better. I do. I constantly fiddle with my processes, my production quality, trying to be more entertaining, the, the the information that I'm providing, the insights, the processes, I think about that all the time. I do. But you reach a point where spending 90% of your time on that is only going to get you 10% of results. It's, it becomes a bit of diminishing returns. And at that point, volume or quantity becomes much more important. And the way I look at it is it's better to create five or six or seven really good videos a week, ones that are above that threshold, than one video a week that might be 10% or 20% better than the five you could have created. Okay, so I hope I hope that makes sense. You want to create really good videos, but once you start creating really good videos, it's better to create more of them. Now, the reason that is is it, it comes down to two things, really. The first and foremost is because of how the YouTube discovery works. There's a bunch of technical stuff, and I actually cover the numbers in the Patreon post that I just posted for patrons. But on YouTube, when it comes to discovery and ranking and getting your videos seen, quantity matters. And again, it has to do with the search. It has to do with the related videos and all the different ways that they drive discovery. But the more videos you have the more results you're going to get. That's period, end of story. The more videos you have, the more results you'll get. So get above that threshold of quality, but then start focusing on quality. Now, of course, the trick is figuring out how, figuring out how to create really good videos at a high rate to be able to do four or five or six or seven a week. That's the trick because usually... Quantity takes away from quality. But the thing is, it doesn't have to. And this is why I say this is the biggest thing I've learned in the past eight years. If you've noticed, I've moved from producing one podcast a week to now producing five per week. And ironically enough, 
even though I'm doing more volume, people actually love these videos more than the old once per week style. So people love the, the, the volume, the ones I'm doing in volume more than they the ones where I spent all week doing one video. Now, it took me a while to figure out that system and the system I use for doing that and being able to create quality videos day after day after day after day. Now, look, as soon as I say something like that, I guarantee you there's somebody listening who's going to write a comment or think in their head, well, I don't like this video. This video sucks. I get it. But you don't get to 2.7 million views and 28,000 subscribers, et cetera, et cetera, if you don't put out a few decent quality videos. So I'm not trying to sit here and toot my own horn, but I also am not going to sit here and pretend like every video I've ever created is horrible. Okay, so you may not like this particular video. I get that. It's That's the name of the game. But I think I can say that I've put out some that have gotten me to where I'm at. So again, as soon as you say something like this, people tend to do that. But I I know that I have a system in place because of the comments that I've got, because of the feedback that I got, where I'm creating generally consistently quality videos, videos above that threshold and being able to do it five times a week. And now that I've got that system down, I've got it down pat. I I could do this forever. It's clear in my mind. I know exactly what I need to do. I know exactly each day what kind of video I'm going to create, how the process I'm going to use for doing it. Even when it's difficult for me to come up with ideas, I have a, a, a system in place to be able to do that and have it all set in my mind before I ever hit the record button. And the system is really, really simple. It's not some convoluted system. So it, it, it makes creating those quality videos day after day after day simple and easy. And that, more than trying to create one epic style video a week, that is what is going to get you the success that you want on YouTube and use that then to be able to drive your career, whether that's freelance, getting hired, it's an application, whatever it is, you can use that attention you get from YouTube to drive your career and get you where you want to go so that you're doing YouTubing or coding or teaching or whatever you want to do for your living as opposed to as a side gig. Now, as I mentioned, I just wrote an article where I lay out all three of the things that I focus on and the system that I use. Of course, if you want to get access to that, you need to be a part of the inner circle (laughs) over on Patreon. So if you want to learn that system, head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon, become a supporting listener, and that post is there waiting for you. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to this episode. If you like this episode, be sure to like it so I know you like this kind of content. If you know somebody who'd benefit from this, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it with them. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe. You can do so, do so on YouTube at johnmorrisonline.com slash YouTube, iTunes, johnmorrisonline.com slash iTunes, and on your Android devo- device at johnmorrisonline.com slash Android. All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.